Welcome to Comadres y Comics. Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode 81. We're your host, I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? Hello. Hi. I'm still hot AF. I know. Scoob. Oh, I know. Seriously, it was like 100 yesterday, right? 100? Yes. 100 it degrees a- in Southern California. That's not okay. It was 109 <laughs> where I was. Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, yes, to give a little perspective, um, I live four miles from the beach. And it was a hundred degrees four miles from the beach. That's terrible. That's that's uh, that's unacceptable. Yeah, the LA Times said that Woodland Hills, I think, broke the record, and they went to up, up to one hundred and twenty-one degrees. Yes, I saw <sighs> uh, Palm Desert, where Eddie's mom lives, was like a hundred and. 20 something the other day and then uh yesterday pasadena was 119 that's just like too much i mean not even joking i think a lot of people died yesterday like seriously yeah and mm-hmm. uh, <sighs> last year a lot of people died from the heat wave yes that struck like mid-july mm-hmm. I, I remember that uh, a lot of them were elderly yes. i mean but the elderly are dying from something else right now so <laughs> right uh, <laughs> So I think that... <laughs> All right, maybe that was a little too morbid. <laughs> I think that September is not... Like, I'm already ready to wear my... Um, Scarves. Charlie Brown, Great Pumpkin sweatshirt. And uh, my favorite thing to do is wear a sweatshirt with chanclas during fall. I'm so ready to just be cold. Me too. Oh, mm-hmm. I love wearing scarves and boots, so I'm ready for that. And this heat is just, I can't believe it's September and it's this hot. And not only that, like, I, I don't know if you uh, guys have been um, watching about the fires. Yes. My husband yeah. my husband told me that one of the fires got started because of a gender reveal. Yes. Yes. One of the star, uh, fires yes. got started because of an explosion yes. used to set off during a gender reveal party. So have First you of seen- all... Oh, yeah. go ahead. I was like, first of all, gender's fake. Um, uh, second of all, why are you, you why are you having parties during a pandemic? Pandemic. Third of all, why are you seeing off explosives? One in the desert. Two in the brushland, the right. part of the desert that can easily catch fire. Is there yes. no? Is there no common sense? Is is it too much to ask uh, yeah. for a shred of uh, thinking rationale? Yeah, I, multiple, multiple points that you are very valid there. Yes, I've seen videos of people setting off like uh, a box explodes and pink balloons come out or some other explosion happens and red dust come red, uh, blue, <laughs> red, blue dust comes out. Um, and so I'm assuming that that was similar to what might have happened. Um mm-hmm. I think it was in Yukaipa, which I've heard of Yukaipa, but I have no idea where it's at. I, um, <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> all I know is this, this morning on my uh, run, there was ash falling everywhere. 
And as, as the wind picked up, the ash started falling. So I was like, oh, I think I better go inside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I got up and it was like red. The sky was red. Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. Uh, at five, if you looked up, you know how when you, there's smoke in the ash, it diminishes the sun's rays so you can see the sun mm-hmm. and it makes it look red. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked cool as fuck, but yeah. It yeah, like, looked like a, yeah. My eclipse. mom was just all like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. And I'm just like, mama, you, this happened last year too. And you said, the did same she put a safety thing. pin on her bra? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't pay attention to those things. My, my grandmother used to wear safety pins when there was an eclipse. I remember. <laughs> No, yeah. so she was. She was just like, "Why is it red?" I'm just like, "Ma, the sun is naturally red." And I'm yeah. just like, "And it's ash." Like I was like, "Here I am trying to be like rational and explain it to her," and she's all like, "Oh my god, it's the end of the world." <laughs> well, it kind of feels like it because you can't really breathe. This uh, this air quality is horrendous because of the fires and stuff. Like yes. you said, you, where you were outside on your run, you saw ash. So, I mean, it freaking sucks, man. And. And then couple that with the high humidity. Oh my goodness. And he has just been very, I mean, you see all kinds of memes and posts about 2020 just getting worse and worse and worse. And it's, it's no lie right now. <laughs> We're like, how much more are people supposed? And then actually in the news, I saw that somewhere it was snowing. I'm like, how is it snowing somewhere right now where I'm so hot? <laughs> wow. It's sort of like that Twilight epi- uh, Twilight Zone episode where the lady has a dream that th- they're uh, they're getting closer to the sun and she's like even her oil paints are are you know like they're melting, melting. from the canvas yeah. and then and then uh, she finally wakes up and her fever broke. She's like, oh my god, it's it's cool, it's cold, it's wonderful. But the truth of it is, is that the Earth was she was in a delirious state. Um, she was sick. And so what happened with what, what the real story that she woke up to was that the earth was go- going away from the sun. And so like it, it was, it was uh, snowing. I love and- that Twilight Zone episode. It, it's isn't really, it wonderful? It's, it was this really is the good. original Twilight Zone? Yes. Yeah, original okay. Twilight Zone. It's, like, it's one of those episodes that's up there with the like William Shatner one where there's something on the plane. Uh, uh, and yes. uh, and they're kind of like... It's a cookbook! <laughs> i i like the one where it says finally t- time enough at last and then he breaks his glasses oh yeah oh yeah yes. to read everything oh, yeah. the one where the, the lady wants to be beautiful but she like she, um uh but uh beauty's in the eye of the beholder i think the episode's called yeah, but in reality, yeah. like she like she looks normal but everybody else has like pig faces yes yes ugly yes yeah, oh, that, one's good. that one's good. Yeah, those like yeah, I consider like the 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 sun one a classic as well. That was pretty good. Oh yeah, well that's what it feels like here right now. Like I'm gonna yes. wake up <laughs> from a nightmare. No, it's been pretty hot today. Fortunately, it's cooler. So yes, uh, very much. So, so I I just uh, God, I'm just so relieved that it is because my gosh, it was just uh, um. I just, I, I wonder about those people that, you know, don't have air conditioning or, um, like you said, the elderly that are, you know, just really prone to. Yeah. 
Well, wonder no more. I do not have air conditioning. I sat on my couch in my chonis and ta-ta-tao all day yesterday, drinking cold bottles of water. And um, actually, I had a couple of beers and chicharron. (laughs) (laughs) And just sat there, just sweating my butt off. And literally, every time I got up off the couch and came back, I could feel that the couch was wet from my sweat. That's how gross and hot it was. Yes. Oh, and you live in Torrance. <laughs> yes. I always- and I live four miles from the beach, which is yeah. probably why we have we don't have air conditioning because back in the day, they were like, we don't need air conditioning. It's so nice and cool and breezy here. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Little did they account for global warming. Right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I, or I guess climate change is the more apt term. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> SMH. All right, guys. Well, let's go right into it. Uh, chisme de la semana. I got the chisme, and it's a little bit old now, but it's still very, very juicy. But uh, and we talked about it last episode too. The Batman uh, movie has been postponed because Robert Pattinson was diagnosed positive with COVID nineteen. That's so wow. sad and so mm. horrible i mean anybody getting it is so sad and horrible but like so many people <laughs> are looking forward to this movie <laughs> yeah. yeah yep now i mean what? especially after that huge dc fandom thing yes that they yes they like they did a good job of hyping it up and now it's just like oops anyways uh, just you know to show that huh oh no go ahead I said, it just, just goes, goes to, show. to show that Hollywood isn't really ready to be open up to absolutely, yeah, to, um, uh, recording and stuff like that. And there's been like, uh, like some of the big name stars, like uh, John Boyega and Tom Holland, have shown how they're how they're on set and how they're wearing masks and all, and how they're getting like tested, uh, like pretty semi frequently and stuff like that, and the steps that they're taking. And it seems like enough, but it just takes one tiny slip up from somebody yeah. to end up passing it to somebody else. We don't know how Robert Pattinson got it, but he has it and who knows who he might have been ex- who he might have ex- uh exposed have to exposed yeah. to uh that sickness. So it's it's such a contagious disease and it's just like Hollywood and how it works is very intimate and uh it's just it's it's hard to keep it isolated. It's devastating right and i honestly think that uh that it just goes to show we don't there i don't think there's enough precaution in the world besides just staying at home uh, yep to prevent it and people just our government isn't really supporting that so it's huge bummer that is a huge yeah. bummer when i heard i was like oh no that's like that's really horrible because i know that you know the disease itself is super devastating to a body or can be. We don't know right now to what extent it's affecting him. I haven't seen any reports of, you know, some people have it and don't have extreme um, symptoms. Symptoms. Some people are hospitalized. So I don't know any information about that, but I just know that this is the first time that something Hollywood based has come up and been in such a spotlight because Batman has been in such the spotlight since fandom. And um, I mean, come on, let's be real. Since it was uh, announced that Pattinson was taking the role, (laughs) it's been on everybody's um, mind. But 
uh, I think what Jenna's saying is absolutely right. Like it shows that it doesn't matter how many, how much precautions you take, like it just takes one, one little thing and then one person gets it. And then, yeah, exactly. Who knows who else he might've exposed to it. So I hope that he's doing well and that it, it doesn't, um, it doesn't, that the disease is not a ongoing long-term thing for him and that he gets well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because we don't know what kind of symptoms he's having. Uh, We just know that he tested positive. I mean, he could be just one of the people that are the carriers that have no symptoms. Right. And so, uh, but right now I feel like they're not going to, they're not going to start up again until definitely they test everybody and until he tests negative. That could take, that could take months and months by yep. the way yeah mm-hmm. it could take it could take weeks it could take months yeah do we know how far into filming they were um i think they were just beginning filming oh uh, really yeah because you, they had they had announced who was playing who and then they were going to begin filming but then covid hit right. and hollywood was shut down and then they just recently started back up okay. so i don't think they've been filming much got uh, it so oh, we'll see. Yeah. That's true. Uh, that yeah, that 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 sounds right. So, dude, when are we gonna get this the Batman movie? <laughs> well, it was slated to come out uh, October twenty twenty one. So oh uh, okay, I don't know yeah. why I thought it was this year that it was coming Me out. Me too. I okay. thought so too. <laughs> Because I was like, yeah. what were they filming? Just like a little bit of like extra scenes or whatever? Because I thought they had already finished and that this was just like extra stuff. So I had that completely wrong. Yeah, Me no. too. <laughs> no, they announced they announced to uh, Batman and Zoe Kravitz like earlier this year. This year has been so long. Uh, I know. It's See, I think that that's why. So yeah, long. I'm like, didn't they announce? That was five years ago. <laughs> no, it was earlier this year. <sighs> See, that's Sorry. how long it's been. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah that's, that is how long it's been. Um, uh, I would be willing to believe if you told me that um, uh, Black Panther came out this year, I'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, get well soon to Robert Pattinson and to the entire <laughs> production <laughs> of the Batman. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right, guys, uh, what book are we reviewing today? Well, today we have a very special um, book that we are reviewing that was sent to us um, from the creator and um, team of a book that we have reviewed in the past, which was East Nana, the Were Spider. And it was a book that we all really loved and were super excited to hear that they were doing a Kickstarter um, for a kind of like one shot uh, story. And um, so they sent us a copy of the PDF for us to read and review. And uh, it was sent to us and I was looking forward to it. And then when I read it and I didn't know what to expect, but I, at the end, I was so excited that I read it. Like it was so, mm-hmm. it was so fun. Um, so just briefly, yes. the, the, um, the description uh, for this book is um, 
Taking place between Volume 1, Forgotten Stories, and Volume 2, The Hornet's Web, uh, Isnana Showtime finds Isnana befriending a group of street and Showtime dancers named the Silencers. Princess C, Grease Grease, and Crimson, <clears throat> excuse me, three inner city kids who spend their free time dancing and entertaining while hoping to make some change to their craft. Inspired by their moves, Isnana is taken under their wing to spend the day with them, which includes Isnana's introduction to sushi, the subway system, entertaining an audience, and unfortunately dealing with issues common to children of color in an urban city. So that is um, a brief description of the book we read. Um, and so the first one that we read was kind of very different. Yes. It had a very different feel. Yes. Uh, if you guys want to go back and listen to that episode, that's episode 69 where we reviewed that uh, first trade paperback on East Nana, The Worst Spider. Um, this one totally had a different feel. Even mm -hmm. the art uh, was different. I believe they got a different artist. Um, mm -hmm. It, but but in the background, you could still feel Istana as kind of like the same Istana we met before. Uh, but this was some more of a fun feel, just because yes. there were more uh, adolescents in as part of, mm -hmm. of the story. So. Yeah. Yeah, so the, um, first, the first book was kind of more of an introduction to, like, folklore and mythological spiritual figures um, and stories. And so that was more of, like, a, I guess, like, a origin slash backstory for Isnana. And this is a more of, the, of a, like, fish-out-of-water trope story. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, the first one was definitely more, uh, I guess... It was more fantastical in its setting, and because it was uh, it was taking place, uh, how we were introduced to Iznana was in his original plane of existence, mm -hmm. where he is a spider, right. uh, and you get a bit of more of the modern uh, fantasy aspects more halfway through the book, or like more towards the end of the book. Whereas this one, it was very more. It was, I think, almost like magical realism instead mm -hmm. of like modern fantasy it was uh it was kind of like in between uh it it, it felt more youthful uh yes. it uh and it felt uh more because uh, it, it's it, it almost felt more like a like a one shot than anything yeah uh, with the potential and it in in uh in the kickstarter it tells us that it takes place in between volumes one and two uh right. So it's it's definitely kind of um, uh, <laughs> her little cat is in the background. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, she's being naughty. Um, uh, it it definitely felt very in the moment, but I I really really enjoyed it. I loved it a lot. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, it was uh, it took a very heavy subject matter and made it. Uh, I uh, I I just. I just loved what happened in it. And honestly, it kind of terrified me too as well because uh, there's a specific scene where Iznana is being held by the police. Mm -hmm. And he he gives way to his true nature and he bursts into a million fucking spiders that, <laughs> on the subway and there's just a bunch of screaming. And I think that's what I really like about Iznana 
uh and it's in in, in in the the setting and the book and everything as well it the one we get the origin of the name where spider yeah. uh which i thought was really funny and now i don't at first i remember uh when we re- reviewed it i was just like uh i got i definitely got the wrong impression from it when i heard where spider but now mm-hmm. that we have kind of like an origin of where that name from uh name comes from comes from i really like it now uh but uh but he uh, he he has he has this kind of like uh, almost naive outlook. Yeah. Uh, in it, and then it's kind of it's explained to him one how like the human society now works and how it's different from the animal kingdom, the animal plane that he's from, uh, and and it gives us, but there's still like a lot of youth and like uh, like hope and fun in the comic issue even though it deals with some pretty heavy heavy subject matter that is Mm -hmm. very true to the times right now yeah definitely it kind of reminded me of it's an old ass movie probably even before you were born jen but (laughs) it was with john travolta called michael and he was an angel that came down to earth and i don't remember why he came or but he was he was here on earth and i don't know what he was doing here uh, or what the whole entire story is, but the premise kind of reminded me of that because there was definitely like a, like you were saying, Jenna, naivete to the character of experiencing all these things for the first time. And the interesting part of it is that in his human form, he is a black man. And so that brings with it a whole nother level of cultural, um, just like things that are going on in in New York City uh, and and not just a a black man but a young youthful black man who um, is is doing street performance so the way that he's treated and the way that he's spoken to and the biases that people have um, against him just for how he looks and yeah it's very relevant right now and very uh, very timely and um, definitely uh, I thought that it was a, a really great take on just like Jen said like you know very serious subject matter that everyone right now is on the, f- the forefront of a lot of stuff going on in our country right now and um, addressing it in the comics. So, um, and yes, it, I, it was a lot of fun. I mean, just, just the story itself, the, the, his just eating sushi for the first time, riding the <laughs> subway for the first time, learning mm-hmm. to break dance for the first time. It was just super, super cool and cute and fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. him interacting with people who look his age too, or like yeah. that are his age. I don't know how spider years work. So yeah. or especially <laughs> in, in a fantasy setting, but he looks, he looks young and he was finally interacting with uh, people who look his age. So it was, it was, um, uh, it was it was a very it was a very fun comic, uh, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I uh, specifically loved uh, the dialogue between uh, the kids and Isnana. There was, uh, I mean, they they did say, oh, okay, this cat, this cat's kind of weird, but at the same, <laughs> but as but at the same time, they took him under they took him under their wing and weren't like, mm-hmm. um, I I don't know how to say it. They weren't uh, they they. 
knew that he was kind of naive, but they didn't bash him for it. I don't know. They didn't bully him about it. They, and were they really... didn't take advantage him of him for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there was a part where Santiago, he's like, hey, man, put these on. Uh, shoes because he's not at yeah. shoes. <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like I can't go around with this cat who doesn't wear kicks. Like I'm just gonna uh-huh. <laughs> hilarious. And you know, I also love the representation of the teenagers because we have an yes. Asian female and then we have a, a fellow who has a skin condition. It's called Vitili uh Vitilogo. Vitilogo. Or- yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Or, I, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. I have always pronounced it Vitiligo. Yes. Uh, but it's it's when like uh there's there isn't pigmentation on some of your skin, so it doesn't. You kind yeah. of have um uh, white patches. Uh, like yeah, like patches and a patchwork skin kind of. Yes. Uh, and it was a and I believe the Asian character she's black and Asian. Okay. Uh-huh. And then we have a Latino Santiago, which I don't mm-hmm. know. I think he's Afro-Latino too. Okay. Um, yeah. I thought that was really great because they all were like, you know, this is how people view us. I mean, they all had kind of the similar stories and they understood what the situation was. And when they get pursued by the police, uh, they make it out and they, but, but, uh, they actually are like, we have to go find Isnana. Like, we can't just leave him there, you know? Yeah. And I thought that was really, I thought that really played well with the characters and the type of emotions they have and the type of people they are too. It shows a lot of, of caring and, a, you know, just in, in a really good positive setting. And the conversations they had while they were eating, I'm actually hungry right now. I'm thinking about that sushi. <laughs> but... <laughs> But um, they they were just like, you know, they embraced him. He's one of us. And I thought that was cool. But I also was very interested in the fact that now his brothers and sisters are with him, like on his shoulder. Did you guys catch that? I'm not sure. I how, did. I'm not sure how that happened, because at the beginning, it was just his dad that was that was talking to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah you just reminded me of how the com of how the comic ended and oh my god like i don't want to give anything away yeah. that, <laughs> that ending that, that ending oh i felt that i oh, was just like yes. damn that's that's pretty good i uh, mean you should definitely back this kickstarter just to read that epilogue ending oh my god that was brilliant <laughs> it was it was satisfying in a way that oh, i yeah. think i finally understand why you guys like that one uh jesus messiah or like the angel destroyer comic from uh the last episode that we did i was just all like okay okay i think i get it now um uh, but uh it was uh it it was it was pretty good and he gave a little bit more depth to uh, to anansi that if you're not familiar with him he's uh he's multifaceted anansi yes uh what what is He's a god of tales, I think. Of god uh, of stories. Of stories, yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yes, no, it, it. Did you guys catch that one part where, uh, where Isdana was talking about his dad and about his friend, but it was uh, his dad's enemy? Like, I think there's a story gonna be. Oh there. yes. Oh, the witch. Yeah. I'm I thought a- the. I like had to read that twice because I'm like, wait a minute. Your friend, mm-hmm. but your dad's enemy. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> like it was. <laughs> I mean, it goes. To, I think I'm. I'm willing to believe that because I mean, the children shouldn't be the the bearers of their uh, parents' sins, kind of thing. I think. Uh, I think 
uh, it's perfectly possible for this witch to like Iznana, but not like his dad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I really. So uh, there's there's a there's a foe in this in this one that's you know besides like the political uh, climate and cops and stuff like that. Uh, there is a creature named an Inkundulu. I think that's how it's said. I'm so sorry if I butcher it, but it's a lightning bird. Uh, oh, yes. And uh-huh. I didn't know those existed, and I thought I was pretty well versed on most um, uh, mythological creatures. So I'm pretty excited to see what uh, I believe Volume Two is available to like uh, to purchase, uh, as well as another um, uh, uh, like kind of one shot one shot story of his Nana and his adventures uh, on their website. Um, but I'm kind of excited to see and to learn uh, what other mythological creatures that are in um, uh, that are in like uh, African lore and stuff like that. Mostly, I think Man- Anansi, and I'm so sorry if I get this wrong because it's been a long time since I I I was I've been in school. But I believe Anansi is mostly West African, uh, um. Uh, in myths and stuff like that, and stories, uh, it's mostly West African. Uh, but if they're, um, uh, but I would, I would love to know more. I would uh, like an Inkun. I didn't know an Inkundulu existed, but, um, uh, or that there was a name for such a creature. Uh, so I, I, and I love learning about new like myths and new stories or new mythological creatures that exist and now have been spun into a tale. So I, I just. This book hit a lot of notes for me that are just like uh, consistently good and that consistently appeal to me. And as part of the Kickstarter, as you read below, um, they talk about how the mission of um, this story and this character is um, specifically to introduce audiences to folklore. Can I say that? Folklore, (laughs) mythological and spiritual figures from various black cultures and beliefs. And yes, uh, Anansi is uh, West African folklore. Okay. Good to know that I do remember something. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And um, as we mentioned, there is a Kickstarter that is live right now. So um, we are recording this um during a time that even though it's going to go up um probably in a week or so the kickstarter will still be live as of now it's already been backed so you'll be trying to help them reach those stretch goals they had a ten thousand dollar goal and they are already at twelve thousand dollars uh, twelve thousand eight hundred fifty-nine dollars with three hundred and seventy-six backers, and as of today, twenty-two days to go. That's amazing. That's that's, honestly, that's awesome. That's great, and I'm so glad that they have a dedicated following and that there's people interested in this story because it's so good. It yeah. really is so so good. I actually need to look at the tiers and stuff like that because I'm I definitely want to contribute and to get uh if not a PDF then like a, a hardcover copy of uh volume one, volume two, and of this one as well. Um, uh, but it's definitely a project that is worth all of our support. It's so good and it's told so well. 
Absolutely. I completely agree. I was uh, a little bit kind of nervous uh, starting to read it because I feel that they changed the artist. But um, just seeing how there's a lot of expression in the art, the faces, the colors, uh, because it's a, a book where he meets break dancers, um, the, the different contortions of the body in the drawings were really amazing. Um, I was really, really, yes. really surprised. The art was oh, phenomenal. Yeah. And the, the colors. The colors. Oh, the colors were exquisite. Yes, most definitely. So I... I'm definitely backing this project as well. I, I'm a big fan since we read the first trade paperback, so good. And now uh, I'm so happy to actually be able to participate in this Kickstarter. So, And for a mere $27, you can get a digital copy of Showtime as well as Volume 1 and Volume 2. So you can start there. And then if you want... Um, the print copies of Showtime Volume 1 um, and Volume 2, then that is, let's see, um, $50. So to get oh, a print copy of this one shot that we read and then Volume 1 and Volume 2, it is $50. So uh, honestly, 50 bucks plus uh, any cool stretch clothes that they may be reaching i think is uh totally a deal absolutely 100% especially since you know these proceeds are going directly to the creator mm -hmm. uh and to and to his team and to hopefully uh future future products and productions for uh east nana or any other projects that they may be thinking of yeah definitely so are you guys ready to rate it sure definitely yeah well i'm going to give it uh the whole panaderia. I really, really loved mm -hmm. it. I loved that ending was magic. I Oh, mm -hmm. so good. So yeah, the whole panaderia. I read it yesterday and I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh my God. The epilogue. So when we're done, you're going to have to remind me. <laughs> I mean, you guys be. already know that my memory for things, for content that I take in, regardless if it's movies or TV or, or books that I've read, I do not hold on to it very long. <laughs> no, understandable. So, I'm going to give it um, three conchas. I really, really liked it a lot. I really liked the art. I really liked the story. I loved that it was uh, a, like a, a, a fish out of water tale where he, you know, the were spider is now thrown <laughs> Coming into to America. the streets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the streets of New York and uh wackiness ensues so i really loved that a lot so um i'm going to give it three conchas uh same here i'm going to give it three conchas um, um i love the artwork i loved the story i loved uh everything about it uh the coloring uh the epilogue that kristen does not remember uh <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be three conchas for me and i 100 percent uh am going to back this book um, Kickstarter. And now it's time for On My Radar. Jen, I think you have something that is on your radar. It is, uh, actually. So uh, during these long, long months of quarantine, uh, I, I have 
I already had it downloaded, but uh, there is this thing called Webtoon, which is a site that hosts uh, a bunch of free online comics uh, that are, have been uh, kind of tailor-made to be read on your phone. So uh, the Webtoon, Webtoon has an app. It's the Webtoon app. And it's a... Uh, available for free to read uh and uh currently they're having this promotion where they are promoting two comics on their app that uh have to do with political marriages and like and all that spicy uh court manipulations and betrayals and stuff like that <laughs> uh so one is uh called uh the remarried empress which is about uh, this empress who's going through a divorce with the emperor that she married, uh, but uh, he's divorcing her, and he, she's agreeing to it, but the stipulation is that she can immediately be remarried to somebody else. And it's gonna, and it, like, uh, that was the, like, the first episode, and then it goes back in time to be, like, how we got here, and it's spicy. <laughs> because it, because there's like this uh, there's like this manipulative like uh, mistress who wants to become the empress Ooh. but then the em yeah but then the empress herself who is just like how did she meet this man that she now wants to marry because that's like you can't just say like oh I want to be married to this there has to be a relationship established there first to be like ha or like maybe she's doing it to get back at the emperor who knows um, so it's just like it's just kind of like that telenovela esque worthy mm. uh kind of stuff going on um, um sounds good to me <laughs> it is uh so it's only five uh, it's yeah it's only about five episodes in and then there's three that you can purchase uh to read like, if you want to get ahead but those other other three will also be become become available for free after after like a week or two and stuff like that. Uh, and that's kind of how Webtoon operates. Like up to the most recent ones are free to read. Then there's like three or five that are kind of behind a paywall uh, that you can pay to read in advance, or you can wait until they become free and the new episodes and even and other new episodes take the place. Oh, that's so cool. that's it, it's pretty cool. The other one is called Your Throne, and this one is about 20 episodes in, and this one's really interesting because it's about this uh, uh, this court lady. Her name is Medea, and uh, and she switches places with the uh, with uh, the princess consort, so the or the crown the crown princess to be, uh, because uh, she the lady Medea was supposed to be the crown princess but then the other the other girl came in and took her place and now she's just like oh i'm gonna take everything away from you but then you get more like backstory to how they got there and how uh at first lady medea is posed as like this crazy lady who's just like manipulative and kind of a bitch but then you kind of get some backstory as to how she got here and like I became an instant fan of her. I was just <laughs> like, damn girl, you are like, she's not afraid to kill to get to the throne. And I'm just like, all right, I respect it. <laughs> it it's pretty, it's pretty good. It's, uh, it's, um, um, but those are, those are the two that I'm currently reading right now. So if you're like, kind of like, and the artwork for both of them is absolutely beautiful. It's honestly, I'm kind of surprised at how they can put out this kind of content 
weekly because a lot of all of these are updated yeah. weekly. They wow. are updated weekly. Uh, they are usually pretty long, and the artwork for them is usually like pretty, pretty good, like pretty phenomenal, pretty top notch. Um, uh, so it's just it's it's a lot, uh, and to have this kind of consistency, I'm I'm excited to see where these go. Because usually I just stick to like my fa- like strong sci-fi fantasy ones. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite series called Lore Olympus, which was picked up to become a Netflix series. Wow. Um, uh, yeah. From a webcomic? Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, from Webtoons. Uh, and it's um, um, it's kind of a modern take on the Greek, on the Greek gods, and it's their more it's their most popular series. Uh, it's but it's again mythology, so fantasy and stuff like that. But these aren't fantasy; they're like political like political marriages and like manipulation and drama and stuff like that so it was just kind of uh it 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 was kind of like oh yeah sure i'll check it out just to see and then i just got like super into it and i was just like oh hell yeah tell me more (laughs) so that's where i am with that so uh if you're bored and you want to read something and easily digestible from your phone i highly recommend the webtoon app and i highly recommend these two series called the remarried empress and your throne just a reminder to everybody comics are not just capes and tights and comics are not Mm -hmm. just from your local comic shop there is a lot of content on the web that you can uh, access them from so these actually sound really cool i'm gonna i think i have the the app i'm gonna look them up for sure and now it's time for juntos y fuertes so this is sarah and i cannot find my stuff now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well i actually have something if you while you're looking that's very quick um <clears throat> i saw that surprise surprise there is uh we we generally save juntos y fuertes um as a segment to highlight um marginalized uh members of other marginalized groups that are in the comic book industry and kind of uplift what they're doing and surprise surprise this week there is actually a marvel book that is doing this so we have coming up uh i believe in november um a new marvel comic that aims to improve native american representation so there is going to be an anthology um uh, called Marvel Voices, Indigenous Voices, and num- and it's a number one in anthology. And um, it it's, its goal is to really um, provide uh, opportunity for more Native artists to be in mainstream products, which Marvel is how more mainstream in the comic book industry can you get? So um, I just wanted to quickly talk about that. They announced it this month and um, it should be coming out during Native American History Month in November. So um, you can talk to your local comic shop about pre-ordering it and asking them to put it on your pool. That sounds amazing. Way to save yeah. it, Kristen. <laughs> I, I'm super interested in it. And actually, uh, the, thought... the, the head person behind it is Native American. So, uh, and oh, okay, all, obviously, good. all the people who are going to be contributing are going to be Native American. So, yes. So, um, uh, and they wanted to really make sure to highlight that, yes, it's, it's, uh, it, it's going to be Native 
American voices uh, behind this project. That is awesome. That is really that is, awesome. And in time great. for Na uh, Native American, uh, um, is, I'm History sorry, month. History Month. Awesome. Yes. That's so cool. Um, well, I have a Juntos y Fuertes. Uh, I was uh, looking at uh, my Facebook and there's this um, makeup brand that just uh, kind of jumped out at me. It's called Juvia's Place. And it's a Black-owned uh, makeup brand that offers the richest, most vibrant, and highly pigmented essential colors. Chichi Eburu, a female Black entrepreneur, drew inspiration from African-American tradition and culture to provide uh, beauty enthusiasts with an affordable makeup collection for their skin. Um, and they have... You ordered stuff? Yes, I did. Oh, awesome. Oh, I'm, so, nice. I, I'm super excited. I actually <laughs> was able, well, if you register with them, you get 20% off when you uh, type in your email and stuff. Okay. But I, I took advantage of their 40% off sale. Oh, that dang. I, oh, that, wow. was, that was going off for one day. So I bought like three uh, eyeshadow, I don't, two eyeshadow palettes and a, lip, a nude lipstick, which is more of a mauve, 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 but I'm really excited to get it. It should be here in like seven days or something, or maybe a little longer because of COVID, but I'm very excited. She actually started this company up in, in her own house. And oh, wow. She, yeah. And nice. she started, she started selling like makeup brushes and essentials for makeup first in order to start funding her makeup line. So oh, she, wow. she, call, she calls it Juvia's Place after her daughters, uh, after her kids. And um, there was a little bit of, of, uh, of a cheese too, because I, as I was looking at more information on Juvia's Place, um, I found uh, that there was kind of like a backlash because uh, I don't know if you guys know who Jeffree Star is. He's kind of yeah. like a makeup guru person, a YouTuber. I know who Jeffree Star is and he's yeah. trash, but continue, please. Exactly. So what happened was Jeffree Star bought a bunch of Juvia products and, and then uh, gave a positive um, rating on the makeup line. And so people started canceling uh, cancel, cancel culture, I believe, uh -huh. on, on Juvia's place because because they didn't like Jeffrey because because Jeffrey has been known to be very racist in certain times uh -huh. and has had a lot of backlash from that. Mm -hmm. So what ended up happening is even though he gave it a glowing review because he's very straightforward, he's brutal. He will you know he'll be like this is trash. I don't mm -hmm. don't even buy it. He could basically he could make or break a product. So, so in, in the, the problem was that Juvia's place reshared the, um, the, the rating uh, and that's where they got a lot of backlash, but now they have uh, risen above that. So they're, they're promoting on uh, Facebook. They have a lot of sales going on and they have a lot of wonderful products. So I, Sincerely, I hope you guys check it out. It's JuviusPlace.com. They have amazing, amazing colors. How do you spell colors. it? It's J U V I A S JuviusPlace.com. Okay. Okay. Como lluvia, pero con J. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no. check her out. Yeah, they have a lot of cool stuff. And I've always looked for nice nudes. Uh, but I haven't found anything because everything new that I buy is like too highly pigmented for uh, uh, a, a 
a wider complexion. Exactly. Okay. You are talking, you're preaching to the choir. I have a lot of lighter skin Latina friends who wear nudes and they look so freaking amazing. So amazing. And I want to wear a nude. And when I try it, it looks horrible. It looks, it looks because I'm so dark. It looks looks clownish. Yes. Like, seriously, yes. like like some weird, like, animated clown. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and so um, if I could find a nude that actually works well with darker skin, I would be all about it. Oh, absolutely. I found one, but then they discontinued the thing. And I was like, oh, um, and then to go and look for more or whatever. Or, yeah. or, it, or the other thing happens where I get a nude and then I look like, like a zombie like yeah like you know like i haven't eaten for a week or something because my lips are so discolored but yeah yeah, so um so i'm very i'm very i have high hopes for this because it has a lot of great reviews i saw a lot of youtube um and instagram posts on people trying on the makeup and being so happy to finally find a match for their complexion or their lips so and i i'm all about the high pigment and eyeshadows because i love to i want to get more into colors especially during this pandemic and because i watch uh, Bailey Sarian, uh, her right. Well, I'm gonna have to switch. The only makeup I used to ever wear was lipstick, and now we're wearing freaking masks all the time. I'm gonna have to start just wearing eyeshadow. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do not know how game. to put eyeshadow on. I yep. I watch YouTube tutorials like nobody's business, and it still just looks like a two year old came and like just like did whatever on my eyes like smoky eyes no it's like i seriously those those silly memes that you see where it's like it shows what it's supposed to look like and then what it turns out being that's me every time look i'm not gonna lie my my eyeliner game is strong i can do eyeliner like no tomorrow i can uh-huh. do a, i can do a cat's eye i can do some of the more complicated stuff i like eyeliner uh-huh. eyeshadow is a whole nother thing and i don't know how I don't know how to, it's, be, and it's because I have like the double lids. It's oh, like, I don't even see like a point in putting it because it's my freaking eyelids are going to cover it anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, Bailey, uh, she, when she does hers, sometimes even when I'm watching, I'm like, what the fuck? But then at the end, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. No, there's some people that I follow online who, um, uh, who do some fucking amazing eyeshadow. I was just like, <gasps> I want to do that. And then I look at the video and I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. I mean, and they yeah. make it look so easy. Yeah. They do. They so do. Sarah, I look I forward to you <laughs> showing us the way with yeah. these new palettes that you Change have. Change the way for us. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about that because a lot of the times, like when I put like the rosy stuff on my eyelids, like today I have rosy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually does. I don't know. I don't know what the hell. Like I have to build up and build up and build up. And I'm so about high pigment because if that's the case, I'm not going to have to reapply and build up the color. Right. Yeah. So I'm excited and about that. Actually, in the day and age of COVID now, see, my biggest complaint with eye makeup was that I touch my eyes a lot, but I've had to break myself of that habit um, now because you can freaking die from it. So, <laughs> so maybe now's the time to try to also up my my eyeshadow makeup game. <laughs> nice. It's a mood. Yeah, I like high pigment self, but I just like 
bright colors. Like I, I, I don't, I've never worn a nude lipstick mostly because I don't really like nudes. Mm -hmm. uh, the closest I got was to like a glittery one that I think you've seen on me that when I put it on, I completely changed from what yes, it looked like in yes, the yes. tube. That and that I, I'm willing to dig that one. That one that one was pretty good, but that was like about as close as I get. Because usually I like wearing either the super dark ones or the bright red ones, which mm -hmm. Kristen has seen me wear. Uh, most of the time, I'm just like nude, so I'm just like, no, I want people to know I'm wearing makeup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's now time for saludos, and saludos goes out today too. Um, La Mano del Destino Bilingual Flipbook. And this is a Kickstarter that is on live right now. It has 50 days to go. Um, it has 175 backers. And right now it has $12,077 out of a pledge of $39,242 is the goal. Now, La Mano del Destino is a book uh, uh, that was uh, written and drawn by Jay Gonzo. And if you guys remember who Jay Gonzo was, Jay Gonzo is the artist behind uh, La Voz de Mayo Tata Rambo, uh, who that was written by um, Henry Barajas. So Jay Gonzo is launched, it ha has this Kickstarter, and this Kickstarter is a, on his own comic book, and it's uh, six issues, and the cool thing is, is that um, this comic book will be released in English and Spanish. Uh, so, uh, saludos to Jay Gonzo and his Kickstarter that is on live now and has 50 days to go from today. So, Pick that up, back that Kickstarter, get yourself an English and Spanish edition of all those issues of his story and his wonderful art. So uh, again, uh, that's Kickstarter, La Mano del Destino Bilingual Flipbook. All right, guys, that brings it to the end of this episode. Uh, where can they find us, girls? You can find us on Facebook at Comic Comadres and on Instagram at Comadres y Comics. You can find us on Twitter at Comic Comadres where you can send us a message as well. Or you can email us directly at comadresycomics at gmail.com and you could also go to our website www how many w's three w's three w's at comadresycomics.com where you'll be redirected, but that's okay. It's coming soon, guys. Yes. Also, soon. very soon. Also, uh, you could also find our podcast as well as other wonderful podcasts um, at www.periodnetwork.com. That's right, period, like, period. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like a little dot. Like the little yes. dot. I, I, uh, and also, please remember, if you can, if you have the time to log into Apple Podcasts and rate and review our podcast, because we're getting really close to the day where we are going to submit our reviews so that they can be printed on the trade paperback of Mashbone and Grifty, because we have an ad in there. So, Please do that, guys. I would really appreciate it. We would really appreciate it, and be so cool to see, so cool to see your words in, on print, wouldn't it? I think yes. so. 
And like and subscribe on YouTube. Oh, that's right. Yes. Like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. Yes. We are going to be coming for out a new channel. episode pretty soon. So stay tuned for that as well. We have been your host. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.